But what happened when I started changing, people around me changed without Mm. me saying anything because my energy changed. I was happier. I was more content. I was more at peace. There was more equilibrium for me. And I could handle stress differently because I was more grounded, more rooted, more foundational in the who I am, right? So just taking little steps, daily action, weekly action, I changed everything. And through changing everything, everything changed. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Denise Drinkwalter retired after a fulfilling career as an educator and suddenly found that like so many of us, she just didn't know what she wanted to be when she grew up. In today's podcast, you'll hear Denise's journey to a new career as an empowerment life coach, fulfilling extraordinary work with women in their middle years. She has an intuitive gift that affords her the ability to assist women in gaining clarity, perspective, and strength from within in ladies. Denise's specialty is in supporting women experiencing the complexity, strain, and stressors of the empty nester syndrome. Denise assists women in tapping into aspects of themselves they have never explored and through her genuine approach helps women release the burdens, expectations, and false beliefs that they have carried around for years. She consistently employs her elite level coaching skills, leaving a trail of positivity, expansion, and soul-led growth with whomever she has the privilege to guide. Denise has been featured on a variety of podcasts sharing her expertise as a certified priestess numerologist, a parenting coach for empty nesters, and maintains a full-time coaching role in Clutter Boss Academy. She's also an expert coach in Perimenopause Hub, which is based out of the UK. Denise's signature eight-week course, Cut the Cord, Not the Ties, is a complete game changer for all moms experiencing the empty nester syndrome. Denise offers group programs and a variety of one-on-one coaching opportunities for women who are experiencing challenging situations that are keeping them from experiencing life to its fullest. Ladies, if you are enjoying the Dear Midlife podcast and can relate to the topics we discuss in our show, please, please leave us a review. Let us know what you're thinking. We would love to hear from you. And now, without further ado, please welcome to the podcast, Denise Drinkwalter. Let's just go ahead and jump right in and welcome today our guest, Denise Drinkwalter, who is an empowerment life coach who does extraordinary work with women in their midlife years. So ladies, we are talking to you today and every day. And she just has so much value to bring to the table around gaining clarity and perspective from within, from within yourselves and addresses a lot of the challenges that come along with the proverbial midlife identity crisis, because we all 
have these personas that we carry with us and you get to the space and place where your kids are off to school or you're not the PTO mom or the basketball mom anymore. You maybe don't even have a significant other in your life and you get lost along the way. And so Denise is here to help us sort through some of those emotions and that identity crisis. And we're just going to dive on in. So Denise, thank you for being here today. Welcome, Denise. Pleasure. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. I love your energy. I'm going to say that right off the hop. I love it. Thank you. you. We love your energy too. We love that you're able to join us today. So why don't you just start by sharing with us a little bit of your journey and how you arrived to this space where you've chosen a career in life to be an empowerment life coach for women in the middle. Absolutely. So my life trajectory took me from being in education for 31 years and I retired out as an elementary school principal. Love the job, love the job. It was fantastic. Finished in 2018 and I ha- we have grandchildren. So my role, I was so excited and I still am excited about looking after the littles. Um, but I knew there was something more. There was something, everybody who's listening can land on this and go, I know there's something more for me, but I don't know what it is. And I don't know how to find it. Hello. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's what was going on for me. I'm like, okay. So one thing I really wanted to do upon retiring was not to be a couch potato. Cause mm. I could have that tendency. And I was like, no, I'm going to really on purpose do something different here. So actually my husband and I, we joined a gym because we don't know anything about we're working out and weights and all that stuff. And we talked about it for years, never did it. So we joined a gym and we loved it, but it had its time. It, it wore its time out. And then I decided, you know what, I'm still going to do something, but I need to do something that I can do anywhere. Cause there were times where we were starting to travel. And I mean, I didn't always have a gym available. So I put on running shoes. Well, anybody who knows me, who grew up with me in high school, were like, would not see that match. Denise running no way. <laughs> she hated, she was, she was the manager for the cross country team. So I looked after the shirts and the water bottles. That was yeah. my contribution to that. I hated running, hated, I had no breath. Anyway, long story short, I began a running journey and I entered a 10 K and a half marathon. Loved it. It was, it was real passion. And I still, to this day, run a mile a day. I just love doing it, right? Um, I actually had just come back from a week and a bit hiatus because I had hurt my back. Another story, but another time. And so I decided, you know what? I was going to push through. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Why do I need to do that? So I did something which I wouldn't have done in my past. I would have pushed through and super cape. Here we go. You're going to keep doing it. This is what we do. I can do it when I'm hurt. I can do it when I'm tired. So I was like, hold up you know, better than that. So I took a week and a bit off and I ran today and it felt so much better. Wow. Good for you. Right. That grace. And you know what? You talk about this all the time. This is what we do. We look after ourselves totally differently now and don't Mm. feel that guilt. Right. That unapologetic side of life is where we've landed now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And You know, I knew that there were a number of women that struggled with this, right? Giving time back to themselves. And I watched not only my journey in the running change me, 
But what happened when I started changing, people around me changed without Mm -hmm. me saying anything because my energy changed. I was happier. I was more content. I was more at peace. There was more equilibrium for me. And I could handle stress differently because I was more grounded, more rooted, more foundational in the who I am, right? So just taking little steps, daily action, weekly action, I couldn't jump in and do it all at once because I would never finish. And then I go through that whole guilt, right? Oh, you said you were going to do this. Now you didn't. What's wrong with you? You know, the head games we play. So I changed everything and through changing everything, everything changed. So I decided that was a great way for me to support other women who needed the same um, support in whatever journey they were taking. So that's basically how I landed on. People were saying, oh my gosh, you look great. I want to learn what you're doing. So I first started out as, you know, a health coach. Uh, No, no, that wasn't, it didn't match. And then it just folded into people were like, well, really, I want to look good, feel good, but really uh, there's something bigger inside of me that needs work. And so that's what we would land on is the deeper stuff. So that's, it just rolled and I love it. I love, 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 love all the work that I do every day. Thank you so much. I love that story. I feel like one of the things that it comes with midlife is that ability to try on different sort of personas. And it sounds like you had the opportunity to just try different things until you figured out what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I find when I come at it from a curiosity Mm. instead of an expectation, it changes the game changes the game. So I would say, if you're looking to find what it is you want to do next, don't look outside, look inside and start tapping into your feelings and see what resonates, gives you real inner joy and peace and start with that. So Shelby and I have this real belief that your emotions are your compass, that they tell you when something needs to be shifted. They speak to you when you're not aligned somewhere to give you the the prompting to go deep, to go inside and to figure those things out. And they also will spark you when, when you feel that spark of joy, it's like you're on track. This is where you need to keep going. This is your true North and, and really passionately following your joy because our emotions won't lie to us. They are our friends when you tap in and you really partner with them. So I'm curious in your coaching practice, what are some of the things that you are seeing with women in midlife related to that emotional compass? What are some of the shifts and are there common themes that you're starting to see emerge? Great question. And the answer is yes, I am seeing themes. And the biggest theme I would suggest that I'm seeing is that women are afraid of the unknown. So the, the big scary monster of fear holds them back from doing whatever it is they think they want to do. And the other piece of that is we tend to look outside instead of inside and people don't know what is that process. Like you were talking, the emotions will guide us. They absolutely will. But how many of us already have emotions stuck here? Yes. Not really inside. 
And so when we, when we rationalize it, we don't, we aren't really tapping into the emotions. We're tapping into what we think the emotions should be. And Mm. we, when we only use our cognitive skills then we will never be able to tap into our true inner peace and joy. So that's the work I do. I help women shift from the cognitive. I think it should be like this. I've seen other people, my friends said I should, right? And they're doing it out of pure love and compassion for their friends, but it's it's your journey, right? So I was actually talking with a, a woman earlier today and we were talking about what brings you joy. And she goes, I don't know. I've had people who Hmm. say, I don't think I have joy. It's buried. It's there. It's buried. So we just have to, okay. So what's one thing we can do every single day. That is my saying that I create is for you, by you, because of you. I love that. And then nobody else is part of that story. It's all about you. And that's when we start tapping in when we do something for you, by you, because of you every day. I promote every day and it can be 30 seconds. It does not have to be, I have to carve half an hour, right? Short and sweet and small steps. Yeah. That is amazing. So I am curious to know, because I think it's something I personally have grappled with. And I know again, Trinity and I continue to have these conversations because we think it's such a prevalent issue with women in midlife is how do you get beyond the stuck? What are the things that you coach your coaches to, to get out of their head and to move beyond their fears? It's a great question. And that's why people come to me because they know there's something more. They have that niggling that I was talking about earlier, but they don't know what to do with that. Like it's, am I crazy? Is is there something more I'm supposed to be doing? I should be content. I have it all. I have the house. I have the car. The children are all great. Blah, blah, blah. Why do I have the emptiness? Why do I have that isolation? Why do I have that pit that there's something I'm missing here? Right? So the way that I support is through my questions. And I drop and plant seeds for people to think, ooh. So I like to do, this will help the audience who are in this position. I want you to think of something that when you can sit and and think of something that you have experienced in your life that has brought you like happy, you're just so happy, you can't believe it. I want you to think of that moment And I want you to sit in that moment and it won't take you long for for you to elevate that emotion that we talked about earlier. And then what in that can you emulate now? What about that experience can you replicate now for you, right? And again, I talk about for you, by you, because of you, not the external circumstances, but what was it in that moment that brought you that light inside of you. That's what we need to tap into. Mm. Another way to do this kind of work and, and the women that I support do wonderful results when they go out into nature. This probably isn't a new thing going into nature and just tuning in. Do not take headsets. You just take your senses I'm not suggesting tasting unless you know the berry is, you know, appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to taste. Don't eat the mushrooms, lady. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? No, eat. uh, Don't eat. Yeah, don't eat. Smell. Observe. Right? 
feel tune in to nature. And a lot of people say, well, I don't have, you can go to a park. You can go and sit under a tree and just look up and absorb what you are seeing, feeling. Nature is naturally balanced. She's beautiful. She will help you hone in. And when you get, you will get a feeling that just comes across you. And that's, that's the inner joy that you get to tap into. And you can use your external environment to help you do that. And nature is a beautiful tool. Water is another right nature, but water listening to the water. A lot of people like to go to the beach and just listen to the waves that helps us tune into. I love that. One of the things I love to do, and I don't even know where I came up with this. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. So lots of water around me. And I like to go and just stand with my feet right there in the water's edge and picture with every wave, like how far that wave has traveled all of the energy that that wave has picked up to reach the shore where it is right now. And as that energy is washing over my feet, that that energy is filling me up Mm -hmm. and the rocks that I'm standing on, how many countless waves over how many centuries those rocks have picked up the energy from the ocean and the waves and that I'm, I visualize that energy filling me up from those rocks, as well as the waves that are coming over my feet. And it is just one of the most mm. healing and energetic practices. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm thinking too, as I'm, as I'm listening to both of you speak about the idea of nature as a feminine entity and yes. this reconnection with the divine feminine, just by being in the space of nature and oh, That is such a powerful thought to me and how you can really just be at one with the earth, be at one with the world, and then it ultimately be at one with yourself. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. 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 I don't know if this connectivity with nature is related to your priestess numerology background, but I would love to unpack that a little bit and how you leverage those skills. First of all, what is it? And how do you leverage those skills? (laughs) What is it? It sounds cool. It It sure does. Oh, you know, I'm just a priestess. (laughs) That's what I do for a living. I, I love this. There's quite a story behind this and I'm happy to share it because it will, do. Re- it will really ground um, my conversation. So um, back in 2019, my father was not doing well medically um, and he went downhill fairly quickly. Um, I was in uh, at a conference and I was driving home from this conference. And as I'm driving home, I drive along the highway and there's a big transport, which there are lots, and a number jumped out at me, 1310. And that was his store's phone number. He owned a menswear for 52 years. So that number jumped out at me and I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay. I'm driving along, same highway, getting closer to home. There's an apartment building and up on the top of the apartment building, there's a sign. And guess what the phone number was? Mm -hmm. 1310. I know you get, you getting chills. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, okay, whatever. This is kind of weird, but you know, you just do your thing and go, uh, get home. And I'm taking him to an appointment with uh, my mom in London uh, at a cancer clinic. 
to see what we might be dealing with. And I went to pick him up at that time and he was not good. He could barely walk. Mm. I had to help him to the car. Mm. So that appointment was on a Tuesday and he passed away uh, Thursday. He had two days left. Those messages were coming through for a reason. And so I happened across an incredible human being named Harriet Jackson. Um, And she um, is a numerologist, priestess numerologist, and she trains and things just developed. And I got training. I took the courses. I love it. And basically what I do is I read your destiny life's blueprint. So the theory is this, that you have been reincarnated and you come back to life here as a human form so that you can finish the work you have not yet done. And everybody has their own blueprint that you have written before and you're here to finish those. So the numbers, I take dates of birth, I create, I get messages I have extra messages that come through me. So when I do a reading, then I explain what your soul number, karma, um, destiny, gift, and path are. And then I help you take that information and begin to take action. What is aligned for you so that you don't waste time figuring out what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? We get down and dirty and figure it out really quick to help you use your strength numbers and your uh, to help you through the challenge numbers because all of us have challenge numbers all of us have strength numbers and then I help you tap in so you can move forward and really hone in we have energies in um, and there are 11 energies and 11 frequencies and so I read all of that and I help you hone in and move forward so I use it frequently in my coaching as well. I do individual readings too, because some people just like, I need a reading. I went on the website and they gave me this and I don't know what it means. And so I'm like, well, ours is a little more complex than that, but um, I love it. The information, it is so bang on, so bang on. It's, it, I get shivers. I just got shivers. (laughs) So are you picking up any messages right now? Right. I think this is so fascinating because I'm just listening to your story. And I think maybe this is true in life in general is we miss the signals. So you paid attention that day. It's about honing into what the universe is trying to tell you, whether it's your emotions being that compass, whether it's a number calling to you. And and it resonated significantly with me because my mother passed away when I was seven and it was a strange sort of situation. If I recall the details of the story, because I was so young, my dad had said that he and my mother had had a conversation in the recent past prior to her passing, where she had said, if I pass on to the next world, we had a gigantic grandfather clock and I will stop the clock at midnight or at 12. If I'm safe and I'm well, and I'm fine. Oh, here I go. The there water she goes. Works. This one, you you deserve this cry. You deserve deserve this this. cry. I know, but it happened. Wow. Of course it did. Wow. Yeah. And it happened again and it happened again and it happened again. And he took the clock to the repair shop (laughs) and the repairman was said, there is nothing wrong with the clock. 
And we couldn't figure out why it kept stopping at 12 after it would be wound. And so he- He's like, I don't fix ghosts. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But in the end of the day, the story continues that my dad met my stepmom. They remarried. He willed the clock to an aunt uh, to keep in safekeeping. And then she passed and my dad suddenly wound up with this clock again. The entire time my aunt had the clock, there was nothing wrong with the clock. It was operating (gasps) as expected. So my dad then willed the clock to my sister. And as soon as it was in my sister's possession, it stopped at 12. And she kept it there for a long time. And she was living in Houston, Texas with me at the time. And she wanted to move back to Kansas City, which is where I grew up. And it was a a decision she was grappling with. And she Mm. had made this choice. The day she was packing, the clock started at 12 again and it cycled for 24 hours and the next day at 12 it stopped stopped wow what a blessing right so then you sit back and you start to ask yourself is that telling me something what does that mean and i think the whole message of my story is to pay attention to the signals yeah and focus in on what the universe is trying to tell you and my sister took that as a sign that she had made the right decision. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. 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 You know, we all are connected. It's just whether or not. And a lot of times people have experience, an experience of some kind that they're kind of just like we, I did, you did, right? It's like, oh, this can't be happening. Whatever. Right. And then you fluff it off and then no, sure. there's, there's more to this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's funny. I've lost my mother as well. And my father and the week prior to my mom's death, she passed from a heart attack. She was calling us and was like, has dad been showing up in your dreams? He's been coming in my dreams every night. And he keeps saying 618, Kathy, 618. And to this day, we have no idea what these numbers mean. Mm. Um, but we've not forgotten them. And I know that it meant something. I don't know if that's when she passed. And then since she's passed, like, I can't tell you how many times, like I see my birthday all of the time in numbers. And I know that somehow it is a sign and a connection from her. And I'm one of those people like numbers, like it's the only thing on this in the world that does not lie are numbers. And so to me, they have a really critical and special meaning. But if you know what 618 means, I'd love to know. Yes, I think we're both looking for yes. a numerology yes. reading. Yes. <laughs> Wait, nudge, 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 no more. But I find this super fascinating. So tell us again how you identify these n- numeric signs. How how do our is it something our audience can be paying attention to and honing in on? And what kind of message should they be listening for? It's it's what it does is it opens you up to the channeling that's available. So there are messages there. And when we, we can do one of two things, we can push, push, push to try and figure it out. That won't work. Yeah. When you just sit with it and you get signs and signals, that's what you, that's what you get. And, and then you tap in and tune in to what, what some people call it intuition. What kind of if, if you're in the middle of something and all of a sudden something comes through and says, oh, you need to go to the grocery store right now, 
go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. you know, you listen to those things that, well, I'm in the middle of just go to the grocery store. If that's the type of thing that you're hearing or getting a sense of, that means that you're tuning in, right? You were talking before about the connection. We're all connected. It's all energy. Everything is energy. We are all connected in multiple ways that we don't even understand. Even our thoughts are energy, right? So when these things, like some people see them different, some people see, right? You see all the animals that show up, right? And there's journeying. There's all kinds of different ways you can connect. For me, it was numbers. Yeah. Dad supported me to learn through numbers, right? He was my, he's my guardian angel, one of many. But um, he knew that there was more for me. This is my belief. He knew there was more for me. And so he provided what I needed to see in order to believe my next steps to move forward because he knew my work wasn't done. So I just do my, you know, open myself up and listen. And as I'm doing the reports, I get messages. So I have a little book that I write down and they And then I share the extra messages that I get every time I do a reading. It takes a while to do the readings because I have to really tune in and focus. Is that like a clairvoyant side that you also have then as well? I would say sort of. It's something I'm working on, quote unquote, developing Mm -hmm. by letting go, releasing that, oh, I want to know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but there's all kinds of different aspects, but like I say, I do the numerology. I have different people that have connected with me who, you know, hear, hear voices from people in the past. There's all kinds of different levels and options Mm. that are available. So for me, it was numbers and that's what resonates with me. Yeah. I love that. And I love the idea that life is energy and that we all operate on different frequencies And so I'd love to get your perception and perspective on what we as women can do to tune in to that higher frequency. You say, oh, just sit with it. Like it's easy (laughs) right? (laughs) from experience and being a high strung type A kind of woman. uh, It's not that easy. So what, what can we do to connect to that higher frequency? I think. One of the first things, because we have a natural propensity to have that intuition, right? And really, when that happens, you listen to it, go with that gut feeling. That is your initial sign that you're in the right and you're not fighting it, right? Um, You can go to different people who might give you ideas or options to open you up in different ways. There's all kinds of things that are available. I would definitely check in and make sure that the people you're connecting with to get these messages and the content are accurate because there's a lot out there that isn't. So um, the, the stuff that I do um, when, because what I do is I do a reading, it takes about a week because I make sure I do it very thoroughly. And then I do a conference call like this for an hour. And we talk about all the pieces that have come up. They get a report. And I tell people, don't put your report away. Because as you journey through your life, you will get, that was in my report. I didn't see it before. Of course, you saw it. It was in black and white. But it hits you differently because you're opening up more, right? Mm -hmm. Things make different sense to you as you grow in your journey. So you're right. It's not 
it's not easy, but it's not hard. We make it harder than it is because we're thinking, how do I get there? Like, it's just that excitement about, I just want this. I just want this. Well, when we relax and just, just be things start to happen for us, right? Mm. I'm driving on the highway and 1310 literally jumps out in my eyes. Didn't make sense to me, but it, it hit me, right? I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't like, oh, what do I need to find, right? It's not like a scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think it's just, and there is something to going with the gut, right? I think I read something somewhere that, you know, there's so much happening actually in your gut. Your gut is the place of your immune system, your health, your sense sensibilities. And so there is, I think, something that is to be said for going with the gut. And I, I just think it's really hard for us because we get so locked into this go, 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 that it's hard to listen to your intuition because you're like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I think so, it's my favorite phrase. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> so, so why do we question that though? Right. And, and here's a question I'm going to put out there, which I love because it's what I call an interrupter. Mm. And the interrupter question is this, how does this serve me? Mm -hmm. And if it does not, if the answer is, well, it doesn't, then it interrupts the thought process. And then you get to choose. We get to take the wheel again and we get to choose what it is we're going to do. So when, yes, you might not have time for it then, but it doesn't mean you drop it completely. That's okay. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. Right? Don't have time for it now. I'll put that in the back burner, jot it down. Yeah. Revisit it when you have that time. And that's fair. Absolutely. Because then you're giving it weight and then you're putting your energy into it instead of putting your energy fighting against it. Right. And when we follow those intuitions, when we follow those hits that come across, like, what was that? When we follow them, things can happen really quickly for us. Not always, but it mm. can open up things for us because we're no longer resistant to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask a really weird question, and I don't yep. know if you have any sense of this or not. So mm -hmm. my son has been going through some health challenges over the last few months. He's gotten a lot better, but part of that has been, has led me to do a lot more research than I ever would have related to gut health. And, um, and it got me somehow thinking about our brain and our gut, you know, they call your gut now they're calling it the second brain, right? And do you have any sense as to whether there's a connection between our gut health, which is declining horribly um, in the modern age, and our ability to connect with the gut intuitively to lead us and to guide us? So my belief system is this: we have energy, and there are and and the quickest way to help us to help everybody think about the energy that exists in our body and around us is thinking of your chakras. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when there is a blockage anywhere in those energy bodies, then we, if it sits there too long, it can build up. 
right? So there is the health piece. I totally agree, but there's also the, just the general energy that exists in there that every chakra has and all the external body part, like there's Mm -hmm. the aura and there's the crown and there's right. There's, Mm -hmm. and when they are not working optimally, we get stuck. So that's what I do. I help women understand where their energy bodies are in their challenge areas and in their strength areas and how we can open up that energy so that it flows. So it doesn't stick anymore. And when your energy is flowing, and I think it's the same thing, brain got all of it when it's not stuck. And when it's not building up, you will be able to release, right. And you'll be able to be way more open. Now, we are human. So we're always going to have the friction coming at us, but that is also the growth opportunity, right? That's where we get to be. What I consider the way I frame my thinking is we get to get curious about it instead of fighting it. Mm. Huh? I wonder why that's cropping up in my mind right now. Hmm. What's the message there? Is there something I need to pay attention to here? Or is that just my ego going crazy again? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah. And so tell us where you see our common areas that women are stuck. What are those signs and symptoms? I know very little about chakras. So tell us when things get stuck, where does it get stuck? Number one, and what is that trying to tell us? And then what do we do to move beyond it? So great questions. And, and, you know, your body is a really good tool to tune into. So when you get those aches and pains, (laughs) that's telling you something. So when my back was acting up, of course I did something, but it was weak already. Mm. Right. So when I don't think there's any specific that I know of, there could be, but I can't speak to it because it's each energy body is important, but through a reading, I can tell you the ones that are extra important to open up for you because they're going to get blocked easier because they're your challenge. They're your soul number and your karma number. Mm. And then what I can do is show you how you can open up those areas in ways that are really attuned to you as a person based on your, your whole reading, right? So your soul could be in a four, let's say, well, the things you would do to open up a soul for energy body based on all your other parts of the reading will depend on what the other parts are too, right? So it's, a, it's more complex than just go out and do this and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. My biggest tip is um, move from your head to your heart and your soul and start tapping into that. And you can do that through you know, meditation, if that resonates with you, you can do that through what we talked about earlier, tuning into nature, the whole, like you were talking earlier about the standing on the shore and just taking it in and letting your mind expand just because you get to. And when you take that time for you, by you, because of you, this is the kind of stuff you get to do. You get to do because you schedule it. It's like a non-negotiable for you as a, as a person, as a woman, as a mom, right? Non-negotiable. You start filling your cup back up and, and whatever way that works for you. And when you start and do it small, don't, don't go, I'm going to go and do blah, blah. No, 
to start small because when we go so big, we, it, oh, I don't have time for that. But we let ourselves, <laughs> right. right? We let ourselves down. I'm talking sit for half a minute and just have that thought of what brings you pure joy from something you've experienced. Mm-hmm. Start small. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So if our audience wanted to start with you, how could they find you, Denise? They can find me. I am me. I am my business. My business is me. So you can find me by just typing in denisedrinkwalter.com and you'll be able to reach me. Lots of different ways through that. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, But yeah, you can go to my website and I have discovery calls, 20 minutes for free. If you want to connect and say, "Ah, I heard you, what do I do? We'll figure it out. And I can give you action plans right off the hop from that call. That's great. It's a pleasure. really enjoyed. I mean, it's been a fascinating conversation. It has. Thank you so much. For sharing your expertise and I, your unique gifts. It's just been so lovely to chat with you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much to our guest today, Denise Drinkwalter, who is an empowerment life coach for women in midlife. Today, Denise shared with us so many valuable tips in the area of expertise of helping women live their best life. Here are some of those tips she shared. Number one, think of one experience in which you felt immense joy. Sit in that moment, in that memory, and ask yourself, what was it about that moment that I can emulate in my life now? Two, look within yourself to determine what you need for you, by you, and because of you. Three, get out of your cognitive self and listen to your body and emotions. Four, go into nature. Tune into what's around you using all of your senses. You can use external nature to help you tap into your internal self. Five, look at and listen for patterns and signs to guide you. And six, use the interrupter question, how does this serve me? Ladies, if you're enjoying the Dear Midlife podcast, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you.